Welcome to episode 68 of the Boring Lies of Interesting People podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Katie, Lady Lama's cast with the Caveman's Pro, the 26th PhD, a.k.a. the new little K. Hooray! We did both of our parts without fucking up. <laughs> As I was saying, I'm like, this is right. Huh? As I was saying my part, I'm like, okay, this is right. Oh, I, yeah, I've, for sure. I've questioned it like every time. It felt good this time. I think that's a good sign, or it's a bad sign. Yes, we're too relaxed. Uh oh. <laughs> how how are things over yonder, down in the uh, sweaty underbelly of California? Oh, you know, it's going. I guess. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. There's a lot of. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't talk about on stream going on. But I am in the ever-present fear that those earthquakes that we haven't had for 30 years are going to catch up with us and absolutely demolish San Diego. So there's that. I mean, watching the news, there's been a lot of earthing quakes mm -hmm. nearby-ish and, you know, just general natural disasters. Yeah. So that's cool. Right? Yeah. Uh, although after the, the one in Mexico City, I looked in at the, um, the seismography or whatever it is. And uh, it said that LA had like a 3.6, so I think we're good for at least a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I forget if there's you know there's like no official technology to predict an earthquake. You just like look at a dog freak out, right? Uh no. <laughs> no. There's there's a thing called seismograph seismography. I don't know. I thought that's I when think... it was already going. Then you look at the stick and it's wiggling around. Yeah, but like. They can't, like, predict, like, months in advance or whatever. But because of the way that the the plates move, they know that San Diego hasn't had an earthquake in, like, 30 years, right? So they're like, well, all of these tectonic plates around it are moving. So it doesn't really make sense that it's not moving. So you guys should be on high alert. But, like, nobody takes that seriously here for some reason. So, yeah. Like, I always knew that Los Angeles was very earthquake-prone, and that was their whole deal, but I never really associated San Diego, and I don't know why. Because the fault line is pretty far away. Like, it would hit us, but it, I, it, the worst thing that would come out of that for San Diego would be, like, um, the tsunami that comes from whatever earthquake we do get. Right. And I'm far away from both of those things enough to not really worry about it, but at the same time, like, I have a pretty old building. <laughs> So I don't know how it would hold up. You know, I'm far from all of that stuff, but now I'm curious about this old building. I think it would just, like, fall down in, like, uh, solidarity. Well, the closest one to you guys is the Cash Creek one, or the one near there, right? I have no idea. Okay. I mean... I have to believe you. You could say whatever. I'm like, yeah, of course. That's where the fault line is. You, you have to believe I me. have to. Good to know. All yeah. right. You're the, <laughs> you're the one who like delivers facts on this show. Well, I deliver facts during fact time. Every other time, I'm just kind of <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> so, damn you. <laughs> oh man. So, how are things with you? Things are good here. Good. Uh, some leaves <laughs> are falling, and there's some wind happening, and it's not a million degrees at the moment. So, I'm much happier than I've been. 
Oh my god, seasons? I know, right? Uh, I, <laughs> I went outside on what I believe was actually the 20-whateverth of uh, September, <laughs> the first day of fall, and I stepped on a leaf and it got stuck to my shoe. And I was like, oh my <gasps> god, it's begun. And <laughs> That's been exciting. Today, the uh, gardeners were in our apartment complex and they were using the leaf blowers against the 25-mile-per-hour wind we're having. <laughs> which is always entertaining to, just to see the battle of man versus nature happening. Right. And I think man won because we have a bunch of leaves in a pile and the wind's still blowing and they're not really going anywhere. So. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he glued them together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I used to sell uh, gardening supplies, we had this shit where uh, you would put down like bark for your lawn or your yard or whatever. And then it was essentially glue that held it in place. You would just like spray it over the top. And it created oh like God. it created like a water seal on the top to where it would double as like weed killing stuff, so everything underneath would die. But then your top would your bark would stay put in the wind, or if anyone wanted to dig in it or something. It was a really dumb uh, thing that we sold, but we sold quite a bit of it. <laughs> All right. I forget Great. what it's called, and I don't care to look it up. Fair enough, listeners. If you would like to impart <laughs> that knowledge to to Daniel, go right ahead. Please. Have we ever received any mail aside from that one awful thing? Uh, we got that one awful thing, and then I think we've received a handful of emails. And by handful, I mean like if you have tiny hands and you hold one in it. <laughs> and I believe it was from from a former guest, Kyle Corbett. Oh. I, th- I think How's he, he doing? He's doing well. I'm actually Good. seeing him on uh, Monday. I'm stopping by my old job and saying hello. Aw. And uh, yeah. He is a, a listener, and I get texts from him every once in a while because he's a backlogged on the show. He's like, hey, what was this thing you were referring to in this episode <laughs> like a year ago? And I have to like really remember it. Like, uh, well, That's exciting. It's like a trip down memory lane. Yeah, totally. He, totally, he texted me uh, a few weeks ago. He's like, hey, you were talking about Aftershock. Who was the person that, o- that opened up the like campfire uh, thing and started talking about how they get when they get drunk, they want to fuck people? I was like, oh, that was so-and-so. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Like, I just straight up told him, like, I don't think I'm ever going to see that person again. And he's like, oh, great. That person doesn't work here anymore anyway. That's good. <laughs> yeah, That's so good. it all worked out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he's good. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure if he'd ever have time, he'd love to be a guest on again. And uh, every time I do a recording, uh, Alvaro texts me and wants to be a guest. So we really got to figure out one of those sometimes. Yes. yes. So, like, good. I will likely send him a Snapchat of us recording, and he'll be like, still haven't been a guest. <laughs> and actually, uh, Alvaro, text me mm-hmm. the word monkey, uh, and uh, you can be a guest. I want to see if he's a listener. Alvaro, the word is monkey. Ah, I see. It's I a, understand. It's a test yes. now. Anyway, I've done some stuff. What have you been up to? Uh, I haven't really done that much. Um, I have been, like, swamped with the work of writing a law review article. Um. So we only had like 10 pages due, which was 195 lines. I ended up turning in 20 because like they needed a lot of other stuff with it. But so 195 lines of basically bullshit of me talking about how video games work because I'm talking to old people judges who like don't get video games and I'm trying to tell them how to interpret basically the law of copyright within the context of video games so it's just like a really um assholey kind of document <laughs> uh super not pre- 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 uh mm. Mm. 
speaking out of place, I guess, is the whole context of the argument. And, um, yeah, I have 500 lines, 575 lines, which is 35 to 50 pages, uh, due on the 1st of November. So I haven't been working on it at all, as you would obviously assume. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have questions. Yes. <laughs> you keep saying lines. Are you just referring to lines of physical text? Or is yes. that... Oh, okay. So... <laughs> Sorry, what was the other option? <laughs> uh, no, I just mean like... Coke? <laughs> sure. I, I mean, if you're going into law, here lawyers have good coke. I've seen two episodes of Better Call Saul. There's drugs involved. There, yeah. Um, I mean, it's Saul, though, so... Uh, my... I just calling them lines seems so basic for uh, law, which is such an advanced like field. And it literally just refers to the lines on a page. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, so it's just like lines with, um, productive text, I guess you could say. So like not titles and not like spaces that make the line, like everything look pretty, but like everything that's like copyright is blah, 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 blah. That would be a line. Okay. And when you say you're, talking about video games you're not talking about the digital mechanics of like 18 versus 32 bit versus xbox one or whatever you're just being like well kind of oh, okay so you are so like my argument is basically that um there's no good way to incorporate game mechanics into uh the intellectual property rights of a video game right now because, like, most, for the most part, what they do is they just take copyright and then they're like, so you have this idea and we're going to protect it, but not the way that, like, users can interact with the world that you've created. But we'll protect the world you've created. So that leads to, like, I don't know how much you're following video games, but, like, you know how, let's see, Stardew Valley, did you ever play that? Have I played what? Stardew Valley. Nope. Do you know about it? No idea. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. I, I've, uh, I've basically only been playing Breath of the Wild and then the stupid Futurama tap game on my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, we can use the tap games. Okay. So, you know how, like, Farmville came up, well, didn't come up with, but really established the whole tap game feature and then like all kinds of games came out that had that same sort of mechanic where it was like there was like a timer and like you clicked on things to like collect money and that kind of stuff right so my argument is basically well what what protects like farmville's ability to to make a game like that and then all these other people are basically capitalizing on the success that it had why not protect those people who first come up with those ideas? Um, and my proposal is basically it should be an overall concept with the game mechanics attached. So, I don't know. <laughs> you sound exhausted by your own paper. I, it really, it's exhausting because it's like, it's, it's a really convoluted argument. Like, it's not it's not like a really simple way to deal with it, which probably means that nobody's going to listen to it. But I just feel like video games get such a, get like shunned in trade dress. And it, it's just something that personally bothers me that I'm trying to create like legal context for. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. 
I can't say it's any clearer, but I support yeah. your lines. Thanks. I'm pro lines. <laughs> pro lines. Uh, uh, I, I found shows. Shows, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went and saw Heim again. They were fun. Heim. Yeah, it's uh, three three women who may or may not be sisters. I think they are, but I've also heard recently they're not. That play like Fleetwood Mac inspired pop rock stuff. And their, okay. vo their vocalist also does like Michael Jackson scatting, <laughs> which Incredible. is which is kind of fun, kind of stupid, but they were a lot of fun live. Oh. Uh, they did a cover of a Shania Twang song, which is something I never thought I'd need in my life. Nice. And it was pretty hard. Uh, what is it? Uh, that don't impress me much. Did like a slow, sensual version of it or something. Uh, and then, like, two days later, I drove to your very general neck of the woods and went to Hollywood and have uh, now have my, uh, how did I word this? The furthest I've gone to for a show and only the show. <laughs> nice. Katie and I went to the Hollywood Bowl and we saw night two of the Muppets take the bowl. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan Bobby Moynihan from SNL was like the host and it was like just a long episode of the show like the old nine, 80s 90s Muppet show that's incredible yeah. that's my favorite it was great like they did the theme song at the top then they did sketches and it all kind of had like a storyline involved with like a through line of it that involved Miss Piggy doing a song <laughs> and she like did Hello the Adele song Oh my god. I made it about her, of course. Of um, course. But yeah, they had just, they did Menomina, which was wonderful. They did uh, <laughs> yes. the Pigs in Space sketch. They did, um, God, what else? Um, Swedish Chef did a, a segment where he was cooking <gasps> with Bobby Moynihan. That was my favorite. <laughs> Swedish so Chef great. is so stupid, but it's so great. It's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Uh, they did a, a segment where uh, they cut to the crowd to see if anybody of like any sort of fame was there and called uh -huh. them out as somebody who was trying to steal the show. And the person <laughs> and the famous person in the audience was, of course, Chris Hardwick and Lydia Hurst. Oh, of course. So they That's were great. they were, I don't know, football field away from us up close when we were in the back, but still, you know, had a great time. And it was like yeah. really interesting because they did live puppet performance where they didn't really hide the puppeteers other than putting them in black. That's awesome. But it was still completely believable. Yeah, that's like, awesome. That's great. But the whole show culminated before, because there's fireworks at all the shows, I guess. Mm -hmm. So before the fireworks, after uh, Miss Piggy sang, the lights just go out, and then there's a spotlight on Kermit in a swamp, and then they did Rainbow Connection <laughs> with Paul Williams, the guy that oh, like shit. wrote it, and there yeah. was not a dry eye in the house. Everybody was like Aww. nostalgic and crying, and it was fucking beautiful. And I didn't that's think awesome. it'd get me, but I got got. <laughs> but uh actually it was really cool the second half of the show because there's like an intermission open with their like viral video cover of bohemian rhapsody <gasps> which they had everybody there for and was like fucking intense oh by the way the whole time there's an orchestra playing with them it's not just like oh, back music that's awesome it was amazing and worth the drive and every penny and Aww. yeah i mean are they doing it still like is it something that goes around or is it was it just like a one-time sort of deal they did three nights of it and it kind of felt like a once in a lifetime -y thing for me so that's why yeah. we decided to do it <laughs> but they've done this sort of show before like i think about five years ago they did the simpsons take the bowl or they call it something else 
mm-hmm. but they had the like voice actors out there and they did songs from the show and i think conan o'brien hosted it or something yeah because he used to be a writer on it uh, really early on and i think it's the other time they've done something like this hmm. so i don't know okay. it was, it's, i think it sold out all three nights and that was like 40,000 people at each show or something oh like something insane that's incredible yeah uh i could see them doing it again but it might be a while did they have like monitors or something like how did you all see what was going on uh yeah so it's it is an amphitheater it's an outdoor venue i don't know if you've been uh-uh. but uh so it's just like a big bowl of like seating and then maybe i don't know 20 rows out they've had some screens and then maybe another something rows out like halfway out they have screens so like the screens are focusing on the puppets themselves but if you look at the stage you can kind of see orchestra you can see the puppeteer uh but like the spotlights are so tight on the puppets that it it works on the screens yeah. it's like you're watching a show that's cool yeah it was super fucking cool and i want to go if they ever do it again go 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we drove down what was it we drove down saturday morning went to the show that night and then just drove back the next day that sounds exhausting to be uh, honest it, it really was like <laughs> we got there kind of early so we just sort of walked around our hotel area and which was just like right off of hollywood boulevard yeah like a couple blocks away from the venue it was how scary was that uh it wasn't too bad uh well i i take that back that's completely live <laughs> walking back from the show was actually less scary than walking during the day so, interesting because after the show we just walked down hollywood boulevard which was fine because it was like all, all the like nightlife was going on we saw like four dudes with snakes around their necks and nice. they had like movies going on and shows and bars but we went to the bar which is we used to be a pop-up but now it's like a permanent fixture called scum and villainy mm-hmm. it's a star wars theme bar nice it's like an unofficial cantina bar Oh my god, I want to go so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, the drinks all have like reference names, like Katie got blue milk, and I had, uh-huh. I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, <laughs> nice. Blue milk is like coconut milk drink, and it's blue, and I honestly don't remember what mine was. But yeah, so we, we walked to there, and like the last maybe two blocks were really dicey, but it was fine once we got in the bar. Decided to take an Uber back to the, uh, the hotel, but when we first got in, we were strolling Hollywood Boulevard, and we, you know... A man in a Spider-Man costume said he loved me, which was kind of weird. <laughs> we passed by uh, a... Yeah, it was it was strange. He was, like, trying to get people to pose for pictures. He looked at me and I'm in love with you. Oh, my God. Which didn't seem like a Spider-Man line or anything. No. Uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe it was directed at Katie because she has red hair. It might have been, like, a Mary Jane thing. But oh, I, it could I, have been. I, swore... I, I think he was ta- talking to you, though. I mean, let's I, be real. I, honestly, I think he was looking right <laughs> at me. Um <laughs> And then we, we walked by a pro-Trump rally, uh, which, mm. which in hindsight, I believe, was on, taking place on his star, where a about dozen middle-aged white dudes with trucker caps with Confederate flags, like the whole cliche, were nose-to-nose with a massive group of African-American people. And they were both just waiting for the other person to, like, throw the first punch. And, mm. and there were cops standing on the, uh, at, at, in like the street, just waiting also just like <laughs> just waiting it, for it. Oh my God. It was like such intense, just atmosphere walking by them and like, Oh, that's a Trump. Pro- oh, that's an, all right. We got to like get away from this. <laughs> we <gotta> go. <laughs> so we went across the street and had a milkshake at the Ghirardelli 
thing that's there. <gasps> that was a, a rich ass milkshake, but that was a delicious ass milkshake. Yeah, they're they're good. They're hard to. We have one of those downtown, actually. We still haven't gone to the Ghirardelli shop. Hi, Kika. By the way, my cat's name is now Kika. <laughs> what was it before? Kara. Kara. I, so I call her Kitty Cat. Of course. But I'm lazy as shit, so I just call her, like, Kika. So that's her name now. And apparently in Hawaiian, it means raider, and she likes to raid food, so it's appropriate. That's so fair. that's her name now. <laughs> Yeah, I call Janice just about everything but her name, but yeah. usually it just comes down to beans, because on her <laughs> feet, on her feet she has beans. True. Uh, so it's little beans, tiny beans, baby beans, uh, meow beans, <laughs> fuzzy beans. But yeah, it's just hey beans, always plural. That's really cute. Oh, kitties. <laughs> Kika. 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 What else you been up to? Um, <laughs> Besides renaming so, cats after they've already got established their own identity. Well, she doesn't even... She answers Kik, to Kika, and she does not answer to Kara, so I think I win in this game. Because Dan doesn't like the name. He says that her name is Kara, and you know what? I disagree. But anyway, uh, so I have been... I Okay, I saw three movies since our last thing. Uh, I saw Wonder Woman again. Have you seen that? Yes. Did we talk about it? Uh, I believe so, but if you, since you saw it again, we can talk about it again. So I, I really like it until the last scene. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, good. We, we talked about uh, <laughs> we talked about how it's like something about her love for him uh, is what like keeps her alive or something. But I, I argue that it was like her love, this newfound love that she found for people choosing who they associate with or something. I don't know. I was playing devil's advocate for a while and just became bored of the whole argument. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like I, I saw it as that. And then more people were like, no, it's stupid. It's it's uh, her love for him. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it can be. It's finally, I'm finally it's like, fine. It's, it's that. It's great. Well, I think I think your argument is what they were intending, but it did not come across that way. Nope. <laughs> All right. <good. laughs> um, so we saw Spider Man. Um, I thought it was. Did you see it? Why is you it saw called? It, right? No. Why is it called Homecoming? Because it's the Homecoming dance. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, former guest Mixtape Majesty uh, messaged me for a long time that I should go see it because it's the perfect Spider Man movie for Daniel, and I I don't buy it that it is. But it's it's the only good Spider-Man movie I've seen, if that helps. Have you seen Spider-Man 2? I love Spider-Man 2. Uh, I think I did, and I hated all of those movies. The so. Tobey Maguire ones? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> no, I mean, like, 2 is one of my favorite su superhero movies ever. Well. Yeah. Well, here we are. Good talk. Here we are. <laughs> all right. Tell me about Homecoming. Um, it's... It's funny. The kid they picked for it is good. Um, and, like, he's obviously a kid, which really helps because every other Spider-Man they've ever had is, like, 30 years old. So, I don't know. Um, the humor in it is good. It's it's very much a teen movie. In fact, like, we were sitting right in front of these two kids, even though it was, like, five weeks since it had been out. But, um, yeah, 
they laughed at all the parts that we didn't laugh at, and we laughed at all the parts that they didn't laugh at. So there's humor in both places, <laughs> in case it, you're curious. It sounds like you're describing like a Pixar movie where there's adult jokes in it, too. I mean, no, because it's not, it's not like that, like that. It's like teen versus adult. So oh. not like five-year-old versus adult. Versus adult? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know how there's like those two different types of jokes like there's very baby humor and then there's like adult humor or like adult references so at one point they're dabbing the next moment they're talking about like frost nixon because <laughs> i don't know what teens are up to but i'm assuming it's dabbing uh, i don't they might dab in the movie actually why do people think i'm gonna like this movie is it because it has donald because <laughs> it has donald glover in it is that the only reason He's only in it for like two minutes. I've heard. And he's only in it because the whole Donald from Spider-Man thing, which yeah. I still fully support. I mean, he's too old now, but do it anyway. He's too old. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think that's why you'd like it. I just think it's like, it's actually an entertaining Marvel movie, which I don't know. If you're like really not into like the whole coming of age story thing, then don't go see it. But I thought it was fun. So um, I'm absolutely what? listening to you, but I just discovered there's a <laughs> there's a bug walking around on one of my guitars, and oh. I don't know if I should kill it or not, or take, don't kill it. Do leave something it with it. Well, if anything, I'll let Dennis kill it because she loves hunting bugs. Yeah, so just leave it alone. Let her have fun. Okay. I'll what kind it. of bug is it? I don't act, honestly know. I can't really tell. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're just in that like that state of fear at the moment, where you're just like well, uncertain I've, of the I've, gravity of the situation. I've determined it's not a roach and it's not a spider. So it's something else. Do you guys have roaches up there? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, unfortunately, like our whole sidewalk in front of our place during the summer, they just hang out on it. So we throw out all the like diatomaceous earth, natural shit that's supposed to kill roaches. And they just like get covered in it and just hang out (laughs) like dozens and dozens. It's really bad. That's disgusting. To the point where like you can hear them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god, no! But, yeah, if we're walking on our sidewalk here, it's, it's really fucking gross. So, yep, good time. I am so happy I live in a place where, like, roaches are common, so they just get killed all the time. Because, like, that's just, like, the mindset. Like, there's such a problem here that they've just, like, exterminated them, or, like, it's protocol to just exterminate them when you see one. Mm-hmm. So, like, now we don't have to deal with them. So, I mean, that's your option. You can come down here and <laughs> live in a place where, you know, they just kill them all the time. You know, I think that would be uh, up Katie's alley. She likes San Diego a lot, and I thought it was cool when I was there. But if you pitch that their <laughs> roaches are just not dealt, like, they don't fuck with them. That's yeah. Fun. Oh, God, now it's climbing the blinds. What are you? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, all right. So the other movie I saw uh, last night, actually, was Blade Runner. So I hadn't seen the first one. <laughs> okay, we uh, we are preparing to watch the first one I, sometime in, like, probably the next week and then see the next one. So then see the next one. Without seeing the first, it's good. Yeah. Do you feel like you're missing good. something watching it? No. Okay. Um, I feel like I would probably get something better out of it if I had seen the first one, but they cover everything I think that needs to be covered. Okay. How is uh, old Harrison Ford in this one? He's good. He actually looks like he's enjoying acting, unlike in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's good. Uh, we got a large popcorn and a large drink. It is three hours long, by the way. So yeah, be ready for that. I've heard with trailers it's three hours. Good times. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. But it didn't feel like three hours, if that's something that you're concerned about. I was just listening to the latest Douglas movies that uh, dropped today, and Jeff Tate was saying that like he didn't know it was two hours and 40 minutes plus trailers going into it. But mm -hmm. he said there was no time when it felt like it. However, if he would have known it was 2.45, he probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like we didn't know until the, the guy who sold us the tickets was like, just so you guys know, it's a three-hour movie. And we're like, okay, great. <laughs> I wonder if three hours is the time when people tell you that. Because I went to a screening so. of uh, Cloud Atlas, and they came and did an introduction for it because it was like some premiere in Sacramento. And they're like, all right, it's three hours long. Bye. And we're like, what? I didn't know that. And they felt the need to bring it up. I think there's probably some sort of liability issue. Like people try and like sue them for expected, I don't know, something about expected value and that like they can't fully enjoy the movie because they didn't allot enough time to, I don't know, something stupid like that. People sue for stupid stuff. They had to go out and, I don't know, put more money in the meter because it's two-hour limits or something, and you ruin the movie oh, experience. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a cinema in, like, a mall, so they should just go fuck themselves. Yeah, they're probably fine. <laughs> but, yeah, have you seen any movies lately? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Uh, we've we just recently came into like a gift card for our local movie screeneries, and uh -huh. haven't really been too excited about much except for Blade Runner. So like the last few weeks have been empty. Yeah. I don't think I've sure. seen a. F well, we rewatched uh, Inside Out because we were having a good day and wanted to be sad. Uh, <laughs> which rewatching it, it's not as good as I remember it being. I feel like that's all kids' movies. Because, like, the first time you're like, oh, this is, like, a really good message for children. I like this movie. And then it's boring. Yeah. Like, I found myself really being distracted by the disgust emotion. Cause I it, haven't seen it. Because oh. I can't watch kids' movies. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I like... Fi I think Finding Dory is fun. Um, I reference it a lot. Just because Mama loves purple shells. Um, Wally's my favorite of those things. I could watch the shit out of that over and over uh, I don't. I don't consider that a kids' movie, though. Oh no, it's not. It's for like an hour. There's no dialogue other than just yeah. beeps and boops, and then it's an environmentalist uh, agenda, and then it ends with a Peter Gabriel song. There's nothing for children in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the perfect movie for me because it ends with a Peter Gabriel song. Right. Uh, yeah, but Blade Runner's on the agenda to see, and I don't know. I don't know, just haven't been super down with movies. Uh, I've been watching The Defenders, which has been a chore. Uh, yeah, I've heard. Uh, we're five episodes in, and I feel like two things have happened in the five hours we've devoted to this, and it hasn't felt worth it. So it's like Dragon Ball Z, basically. Minus the part where there's full hours of people just breathing. Like, <laughs> it, at least in The Defenders, they, um, like, they, they keep bringing back all these old characters from the other series like you'll see foggy from the daredevil one or jessica jones's dj friend and they're all in a room together and they look at each other and like oh that's weird you guys never thought you'd be in the same room together and it's supposed to be like kind of a cool thing but you're just like all right cool this is great go back to electra what's she doing there right yeah they're just trying to pull people in and make it seem like oh yeah the universe is actually connected it's that's it's, annoying 
It's like when they show up in the Avengers or those Avengers, like other movies, like suddenly uh, Black Widow, is that her name? Yeah. Is in like a Captain America movie for like four seconds or something and you're supposed to care. But it, right. I don't know. It's it's too long because the whole the all the Netflix Marvel series, the pacing on it is trying to be, I think, film noir or something. And it just doesn't work. Oh, also, Iron Fist is fucking so annoying. Yeah, I've heard that. The character, the lore, how much attention they're giving him in this in this thing, because I think his series triggered all of this. And well, he's his, being hunted, and he's so fucking annoying and dumb. His series, like, did you go watch Iron Fist? No. Okay, so Iron Fist actually isn't that annoying. As far as, like, because I watched the first couple episodes with Dan, and, like, he's a total, like, neckbeard, but he's not, like, annoying like he is in Defenders. In the so, Defenders, like, I don't really know where that's coming from. He's serious saying something to you. Everything you need to know about Apple products is at Apple's website. Good to know, uh, Siri. <laughs> apparently, what Siri heard was, Hey, Siri, is like, do, did you go watch Aaron Cress? Okay, so Iron Fist actually isn't that annoying as far as, like, because I watched the first couple episodes of Dan. <laughs> and, like, he's a total, like, neckbeard. Dan's a neckbeard. Confirmed. <laughs> But he's not, like, annoying like he is in The Benders, so I don't really know. Good. But Moving it gave, on. They gave you Apple product <laughs> options. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's what I asked for. <laughs> so we've been watching that. Uh, last night, just on a whim, we started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because yeah. I bought the DVD for season one at a thrift store for, like, $2. Uh, it's fucking I, incredible, isn't I, it? I love it. I'm yeah. Like, it's all I want to do right now. <laughs> we watched the first... We watched the first two episodes last night and one this morning, and then Katie went and had brunch with a friend, and while she was gone, I was sad that she was gone because I wanted to watch it. <laughs> also, I was lonely, I guess, but mostly because I wanted to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Fair enough. I love the, uh, the captain. Yeah, uh, the captain is great. I actually like all the characters, I think, on the show. I, like I don't think there's a single character I don't like. I, I like Joe Rotulio in it, the guy from uh, The State and stuff. He's the guy obsessed, oh, yeah. obsessed that one girl. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, we finished Comedy Bang Bang, the series. Ooh. Uh, the last season was really hard to watch because uh, <laughs> I like the idea of Weird Al, but Weird Al doesn't do it for me. And for sure. he was being very Weird Al. Yeah, like, understandable. The first three to have seasons have Reggie Watts, and that's kind of the, uh, the tone that they established. And then they had Kid Cudi, which was different, but kind of worked still. But I don't think Weird Al worked. Yeah, I think it's just because the energy of Weird Al is a little too close to Scott Ackerman. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, we're about to start Handmaid's Tale. That'll be cool. I don't know anything about that, but Katie's excited, so it'll probably be cool. Uh, to me, it just sounds really depressing. Yeah. But I, it's I, probably good to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep hearing it referenced in uh, things about like the patriarchy. Like, yeah. on an episode of uh, How Did This Get Made, Jason Manzoukas just starts screaming, The Patriarchy! The Patriarchy! Handmaid's <laughs> Tale! And, was, <laughs> and knowing what little I know about the book, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, looking forward to that. And shows. TV shows. <laughs> uh, oh, are you asking if I've seen any? Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. I, I can't watch TV anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, movies are longer than like TV shows, right? No, TV shows are much longer than movies. Because but... if you have like an entire series, instead of a, a two to three hour movie, that's like ten fucking hours instead of a two to three hour movie. Right, <laughs> you but like... get that. I do understand that. However... <laughs> When you cut up into smaller chunks and you can spread also it, pause the movie, Daniel. You don't know how I watch movies. <laughs> if you're in a theater, you can't pause it and come back to it because you're a little bored. Okay. Okay, but I. Okay. I, I have so little time that you know what? It's it's hard for me to justify. I don't know. I I just make excuses. I have a very short attention span and again movies are longer than tv <laughs> shut up if you have a short attention span Look, you shouldn't be able to hold your attention to a three-hour film 20, 20 minutes should be fine me and dan can have our to the movies so kika so you know what movies are special okay okay i'm not taking that away from you <laughs> i'm just arguing with you whatever fine <laughs> uh, speaking of movies, have you heard of the Movie Pass thing? Are you guys doing that? No, what's that? Uh, it's Movie Pass is something that's ten dollars a month. I believe Netflix owns it. Could be wrong there. Don't fact check me. Don't really care. Uh, but <laughs> it's ten dollars a month, and you pay for this card. It comes to you in the mail, and at a majority of major theaters, you can see a movie a day on this card. Holy shit! Yeah. That doesn't sound legitimate, I'll be honest. I, it doesn't to me either, but I have friends that are getting it, and people are talking about it, and it seems legit. Like, I looked up the website, and all three theaters in Davis take the card, including the, like, not-big theater, the Varsity, which is all indie films. And How do you get the card? Do you just apply for it? I don't even think you apply. I think it's not like an application process. I think it's like you give them money, and they send you a card eventually. And I guess you swipe it? But they claim, like, the Tower Theater, the Crest... Like, I don't believe it either. And if you were doing it, I was going to sign up. But Katie and I are like, oh, that sounds great for the movie we see a year. But yeah, I, mean, might like, make I would watch more. so much more if that were the case. Like, I would just go to the movie theaters and just watch stuff I don't even care about. Yeah, I, I would, too. So if you have a movie pass, hit us up. Tell us if it's real. I might actually just Facebook status that right now. See if my friends got that. <laughs> movie pass. All right, great. Yeah. That just seems fake i don't know whatever i'll look into it later yeah uh founded in 2011 why are we just hearing about it now i think because it was just purchased by netflix and their price went down to ten dollars uh i don't know how much it was before but uh it's ten dollar dues now huh right huh. And right when netflix raises their prices coincidence maybe Oh, what did they raise their price to? I don't know what it is. We're, I don't pay for it. We're so. mooching too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the option to see up to one movie in theaters per day, every day. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And I think it might have to be like 2D, but I could be wrong there also. Oh, I don't ever watch 3D. So yeah, I, I, I avoid it like the plague. So I went to a speaking very of, yeah oh, you, no you you speaking of plagues uh, no no speaking of um, this stuff I keep wanting to like get back into acting so 
I just have like these two tabs on my computer at all times. One of which is um, like how to create a voice acting reel. Kika, you are interrupting. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very matter of fact, yes, I can. <laughs> um, so that's a tab, and then there's also a tab for the San Diego like Actors Guild, which is called. Oh, good. I didn't actually write out the acronym, but it's AASD. <laughs> I don't know which. ASD. ASD, which has like um, little, like. They're having an audition workshop tomorrow night, which I totally can't go to because I have to work, but it's super cool. Like, I didn't think that there was actually, like, an acting scene here in San Diego since basically anybody who wants to go to acting, go into acting, actually just, like, drives up to L.A. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's neat. I'm um, slowly finding through uh, Katie's, like, theater friends that there's just scenes everywhere. So I don't... I'm not surprised there's one in Santiago. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, super official. Like, when I was up in uh, in North Highlands, there, like, the most, or, like, Sacramento area, like, the most official thing was just, like, sacramentocasting.com, where they would just, like, kind of sort you based on how you looked and then, like, offer you things that you could go audition for. But this one is, like, they actually try and help you because it's San Diego, and that's just kind of, like, the vibe down here. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, before you, I interrupted you. Have you auditioned for anything yet? Or <laughs> no. Are you no, buying no. anything? I don't have any any time to do that, but like I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm trying to get my article written so that I can just like go do anything ever. Because I don't have a lot of work this semester because of the article. I like re I arranged it that way. All the lines. So yeah. All the lines. All the lines. All of the lines, all of the lines. Uh is that a reference to a thing? It's a reference to, I believe, a Kanye West song. All of the lights, all of the lights. I don't actually know the name of the song, so I can't really help you there, but <laughs> those are lyrics. I'm going to just let that hang there. <laughs> uh, so what? since we last uh, spoke, Katie and I went to the donut festival in Sacramento. Nice. And we had some donuts. It was fun. Uh, it was also kind <laughs> of disappointing, but oh. uh, so. What they, were you expecting? I don't know. Hell, <laughs> like it sold out, which was like I kind of wasn't surprised that it did because it was a donut festival and people like donuts. Right. I, I guess I expected more vendors there. There was supposed to be nine. I think seven showed up. Uh, there was like just a fuck ton of people there getting donut samples, which is fine. They give you a sample of, like, one donut at each place. When you're done, that's equivalent of, like, I don't know, maybe a donut and a half or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's, like, some coffee places, and then you're just kind of done. Like, we knocked it out in, like, a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, and it was, oh. at, it was at the car museum, and we don't care about cars. So we just kept moving. <laughs> that's, like, the weirdest place to have them. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do it there, but uh, they sold out. They're already planning next year's, and hopefully it'll be somewhere else. Yeah, but uh, it was it was pretty cool. Like the hipster donut places were out there, and we had uh, one that was supposed to be taste like that was like a uh, red Kool Aid. Did it? Yeah, yes, it did. Absolutely, like a fruit nice. punch Kool Aid. It was good. <laughs> uh, we had like a vegan apple fritter thing. Ooh, that was probably my favorite thing we had there. That sounds and good. Yeah, this one where they injected like frosting inside of the donut with mm. a, with a syringe. Yeah, I had not seen that before. 
Yeah. But it was all Those of our it was our secret uh like donut research for our wedding stuff because we wanted to do that <laughs> instead of cake. But uh Yes! Yeah. That's also great. So I already got a response from MoviePass. Uh, apparently it is legit. Alright. Yep. So <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by MoviePass, but we'll gladly take one. Movie gladly pass. take one. MoviePass. Buy it. Or don't. Whatever. I don't know how ads work. That's why you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Audible. I got it once. Sort of. I didn't put it in my credit card. I don't use it. Audible. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> It's a cool idea, but I have too many podcasts. Audible. <laughs> I mean, that's just true. I don't drive enough for this. Audible. Yeah, exactly. I don't commute to a job anymore. Audible. <laughs> you know, this is probably going to get a, a sponsorship now. We keep saying it. it's going to like pop I, up in a Google I search. I hope so. Yeah. Well, we're not sponsored by Audible in case, you know, any lawyers are listening. Nope. <laughs> or I guess the FCC. Whatever. Uh, I forget if they deal with this. Well, I guess they kind of do. They do. It's yeah. any communication, any any sponsorship deal for any communication. Makes sense. Pika. Uh, Meowzers, what are you doing? Um, she's, I don't know, eating everything because it's her food time. I'm sorry to interrupt. Your cat eats at 4.30? That's <laughs> no, a weird it's 4.52. Time. Oh, sorry. My mic's in the way. I, I just kind of assumed. I assumed it was earlier or later than it was or something. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I went to a weird play because, you know, like I said, theater scenes. Right. What uh, What play? Jekyll and Hyde the Musical. Which, nice. Uh, I didn't know there was a musical version of it, but we saw the tickets on sale. Katie got stoked and we went and it was kind of weird, but it was it was fun. <laughs> so the uh, the set was very minimalist. Yeah. Except for like two locations. So they, his like lab or something was really extravagant and crazy. And then they flipped the wall around and like it was his front room with like a, a chimney there or a fireplace rather. Who but, put it on? Uh, Davis Theater Company. Okay. They probably just ran out of money or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they built those two things. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> what are we going to do for the, uh, the discussion in the, I don't know, courtroom? Let's just hang a chandelier. That means courtroom, right? Sure. <laughs> What about the spooky outside where he's killing people? Blue light? Blue light it is. Uh, but it's it was kind of funny because the guy who played Jekyll and Hyde, the way you knew he was Hyde was when he took his hair out of a ponytail. <laughs> and they didn't really do any other hinting other than that, that when he was Mr. Hyde, he wasn't his same physical self. So I Weird. was confused why nobody recognized him when he was Mr. Yeah. Hyde. <laughs> it's like oh okay so like maybe his hair's longer and that's enough but then later yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like the superman glasses thing yeah yeah it was that absolutely like I, I did not make that connection but it's totally what it was but it's like oh he's got his hair down can't who's this guy <laughs> i don't i expected a mask or something but yeah uh but it was, it was pretty cool uh the songs were like kind of cheesy and at this one where uh the whole it was basically just like going over when he's do you know the story of jekyll and hyde like vaguely well, not enough to like probably know what you're going to talk about so go ahead <laughs> well there's this part where he's basically just going on a killing spree of all these people who are hypocrites in town like all okay. these like some priest who like deals with 
like just bad doings and like uh, lawyers that are into like prostitutes and like this whole this whole thing where he's just taking out these people that are speaking out against what they're actually doing. Right. And the song for that is the song where the chorus is murder, murder, cold blooded, murder, murder. <laughs> and it's really, really upbeat. And si- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably doing it dead on, but they're just so upbeat. And like the hand motion they're doing is just like this rotate, like this, this circle thing in front of them. And then they kind of do like a light thriller and then they spin their body around. <laughs> And for the context, it does not fit at all. But then they do this, like, nine-minute song where it pauses so he can kill people. And he's not singing at all. And at the very end of the song, they do, like, a big freeze-frame thing. And he just kind of shows up and puts his fist in the air behind them. And then it goes to black. And it was the (laughs) fucking cheesiest thing. Like That sounds like Repo the Genetic Opera. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've heard of that and heard good things. I've not seen that. Oh, it's the worst thing you'll ever watch. You should watch it. I'm in. It's, it's like up there with the room. Like, <laughs> I'm super in then. Oh, it's horrible. I can't believe people actually like that film. But this sounds just as awful and just as entertaining. <laughs> it was both. Yes, it was. It was not great, but it was. It was entertaining, and I would probably go again. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. If it ever comes down here, I'll probably watch it. It was just like some Davis people, like some of them I see around town. So I doubt it's going to go on tour. But if a Jekyll High musical happens, I hope they keep that song and you go see it. I just, I just meant if like a production does it here. Nah, you want to see the Davis one. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what else have you done? Uh, I over the weekend I went to Santa Cruz for a show, of course. Uh, went and mm-hmm. saw Between the Barrett and Me for the twelfth time. Nice. And I'm a little sad because they're now the band I've seen the most taking over between the bear. Nope. Uh, Devin Townsend project, which makes me sad because he's like my favorite. Now he's number two. But Wait, uh, he's still doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He just. For uh, some... what? Sorry, for some reason, I, I imagined that you told me once that he wasn't doing stuff anymore. So I was about to say you should. Well, just that gives you an excuse to go see him again. But then I didn't want to like. <laughs> hurt you he always says that he needs to stop doing so much and take a break but then he never does i don't know he's a workaholic he's addicted to making music but he's also whiny (laughs) uh update i lost that bug i don't know where it went uh probably on you in your hair mm, it's probably in my beard (laughs) uh but yeah between the bear and me we're doing colors they're like album that got me really into them and just kind of made me into that sort of prog metal that's all over the place and plays other genres and stuff mm-hmm. so they did that front to back and they did uh one more song after that and like watching it i realized like god damn it i know this album like way too well i know all the beats i know every fucking thing this is great and it was one of the most intense crowds i've ever seen just because everyone was on the same wavelength as me is just like knowing when all the like super heavy parts are coming yeah like crazy pits just amazing energy and like the catalyst in Santa Cruz is really cool well at first I was like this is kind of a annoying that it's so far out of the way but like them seeing them do that album in that sort of venue made sense yeah because them doing it at the Regency Ballroom or even Ace of Spades would have felt like too big of a room for them to do like a throwback tour and them doing it there was close to seeing them do it in 2007 Aww. So it was cool. So it's just like nostalgia. Exactly. Aww. So yeah, it was the 10 year anniversary of the album. So they did like a thing of it. And then the next day, uh, Alvaro, Katie and I went around uh, 
past Monterey, not quite Big Sur, because we heard that there is a sea otter refugee. Nope, that's <gasps> not the word. Sea otter game reserve refuge. <gasps> And, yeah, refuge, and, yeah. and we went looking for it and we wound up going up and down the coast for like two hours trying to find this place on our maps and eventually wound up at a place where we finally just asked some forest ranger like where are the otters and they told us this point where they should be and we went over there we parked on the side of the road ran through traffic tried not to get hit and then just <laughs> and then went hiking for like another two hours trying to find them and god damn it we didn't see a single otter oh my god <laughs> it was still really 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 pretty but like we went yeah. up and down the coast, and Katie swears she saw a couple otters. I, I saw what she was pointing at. I think it was either a sea lion, which is also good, or, yeah. like, just kelp. Uh, <laughs> actually, at one point, Katie's like, I think I see one there. And, like, this lady just kind of appeared out of nowhere who, who was, like, a, a ranger. And she's like, hold on, let me get my binoculars and look. I haven't seen any otters today. She's like, oh, no, that's kelp. That's kelp. She's like, yeah, there's six otters that live over here in this cove, but because of the winds, they haven't been out and about. But yeah, I don't, I don't think any are out today. Katie's like, oh, I saw one. That's so depressing. And then she told us about uh, how these birds are about to start just mating and how their their plumage is churning. We didn't ask about the birds; just a bird flew by, and she started telling us about these birds. So we learned a lot about these birds. <laughs> I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't remember what they're called, but their eyes uh, get like a yellow ring around them, and they go from brown to white. So I taught like you when some... they're angry? No, when they're horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know, yeah. I guess. So other than my recommendation, that's kind of all I've got. That's all I've got. I mean, I, I, we were going to revisit the London food thing. Um, oh, yeah, part but three. I'm realizing, <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing that I think we've talked about all of them over the course of however many of these we've done since I've been back, which I think is only two. <laughs> uh, we've done two since you've been back, and then I think there was one while you were there where you also touched on the food. Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't think that would add anything to the discussion, so I think that's it for me. All right. Do you have a case or something to teach? Or I have things to teach, yes. All right. Um, well, a thing to teach. Bing. So. Well, the things, I don't know. Um, so I did the 23andMe thing where, like, I gave them, I gave Google my DNA and now they own me. But at the same time, like, they're telling me how my DNA is sequenced. So that's great. Um, <clears throat> but I recently got a report stating that, oh, Dan's out of the shower. <laughs> did, did you win? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Katie might have been done showering, but I think she's <gasps> doing her hair. Well, right. I mean, yeah, he hasn't left the bathroom yet. Oh. So. So wait, was he so showering like, this he whole just, time? Yeah, he just turned off the water. He sh- he takes really long showers. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that now, <laughs> seeing how long we've been recording. San Diego steals all their water from other sources, and I think Dan might be why. Yeah, when we were down there, there was a whole exhibit about how proud they are that San Diego gets their water from, like, Colorado and shit. Yeah, Southern California is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so genetic genetic stuff. So I just got this report stating that I, ha- I have a variant that apparently doesn't increase my risk of age-related macular degeneration but the but the variant exists um and age-related macular degeneration is thank you because i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) 
a medical condition which may result in blurred or no vision in the center of the visual field. <laughs> So like when you when you get older like you know how like you have an increased chance of glaucoma or whatever depending on how many times you look directly at the sun. So like this is <laughs> this is <laughs> a genetic yeah. sort of sun? Not sun. I mean, I guess, I don't know. But like so like you just have this hole in your vision in the center of your eye. So like all you have is that space between the center of your vision and your peripheral vision. And so like the symptoms include um, not being able to, like, recognize faces, drive, read, or perform other activities of daily life, and also visual hallucinations may also occur, and these do not represent a mental illness. That's what they say, but I mean, like, how would anybody be able to confirm or deny that? <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I'm really lost right now. So you start seeing shit, but you're not crazy? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. It's super weird. And I I hope that I don't actually get it, even though I have a variant. Um, so, yeah. So, look forward to that in old age, when you just start I know. seeing goblins everywhere. <laughs> Specifically Who's goblins. Who's to say I don't already see those? Anyway. Do you, do you see goblins? No. Everywhere? No. Um, and they updated my... Have I really never talked about this? What you doing? Twenty? The 20 no. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I mean, it's maybe cool. I actually recommend it, but being um, owned by Google. Yeah, being owned by Google. <laughs> um, but like, I actually have no idea how much they own, because like, I think by sending in the sample, you're signing a waiver of like if they find anything or market anything off of your. Uh, your DNA, you don't have rights to it, which was a case which I now can't remember, but it was like somebody versus UC Davis because UC Davis did that to somebody and then they sued to try and get the royalties off of like some cure for like some sort of awful disease or something. Um, so that's the case for today, but I can't remember the name of it, so good <laughs> luck finding it. Anyway, so they updated my ancestry composition. Um, I am, I used to be 100% Northern European, and now I am 93.6% Northern European, 1.6% oh. Eastern European, 0.8% Southern European, and then 4% Broadly European. <laughs> what the hell is Broadly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you're still 100% European, but now I'm, it's not just Norway. Right. Great. <laughs> I expect you to say like, and point zero three percent Cantonese. I mean, I'm waiting for it, but <laughs> I don't hold that much hope. So yeah, I actually recommend doing it. It's pretty cool. Like you can see all kinds of weird stuff about yourself, and like they tell you, um, let's see, what are the things that they tell you? They tell you if you are likely to consume caffeine. If you are likely to have, like, the asparagus odor thing, uh -huh. you know, like, when you eat, yeah, and then, yeah. And you pee and it smells uh, bad or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, how likely it is that you have freckles, like, all this stuff that, like, you can see, but, like, what, what your predisposition would have been or how, like, how you might have turned out otherwise. Like, 
Uh, I think there's, so I'm fairly Neanderthal. I don't know how to say that really. I am more Neanderthal. Like I have more Neanderthal variants than 96% of the other people who have done this. But like all the things that they attribute to being Neanderthal, aside from straight hair and less back hair, because I don't have any, <laughs> I can say that with certainty. Jealous. Um, I know, right? <laughs> um, like, I think they're supposed to be taller and they're supposed to sneeze weird. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, this is what it is. Sneeze Sorry. weird. Less likely to sneeze after eating dark chocolate, which is what? something. I know, right? <laughs> I want to do this just so I can find out all these weird apparent <laughs> genetic things that exist. That's that's exactly. not a thing. So, okay, it says that I have a, a variant related with Neanderthal height, but it doesn't tell me whether or not that means I'm shorter or taller than other people, or I'm supposed to be. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's. What do you thing. send them? You, it's like a saliva sample so like they give you this little vial and then you like spit into it but it's like a lot of spit uh, it really dries your mouth out <laughs> nice so, yeah and if you have coffee <laughs> if you already yeah. have like coffee breath they're like oh man if you drink coffee you're gonna do something crazy or like well, i think you're supposed to you're supposed to like not eat or drink for like a couple hours or something prior to doing it all right yeah i might i might give that a, a gander sounds interesting it's pretty expensive How so much? like wait for a sale it's like okay. 200 dollars, and then if it's on sale it's usually like 170 okay i'm gonna just go with my dad then listing off all the countries he thinks we are <laughs> that's good enough for me <laughs> all right uh, it's cool though we could talk about genetics it sounds really cool <laughs> maybe 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 i'll ask for it for christmas or something okay sounds good. 23 and mimi guys uh so for my recommendation i have kind of a uh a uh, self-promotion-y one, but not really for myself. Okay. Uh, I'm recommending the show The Amateur Animal Psychic, hosted by Glenn K or Casey Glenn Dinder, a.k.a. former KSSU DJ Mikey Bubonic. Honest, I don't think... Have I ever met them? No. Mikey was there... He was there one year that I was there, and I think when you shut up was like maybe year three for me or something. Oh, okay. But he was, uh, I believe, the local guy when I came in. And uh, he is now a, like, kind of a, a hot shit zoo, uh, nope, what's zookeeper in Georgia. I'm sorry, a hot shit zookeeper in Georgia? <laughs> yeah, as weird as that sounds, like, he uh, is the orangutan guy in, in Georgia. I think it's Georgia. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, he, we were talking before we were recording this thing, and he was like, Sometimes I have bad days because I just clean up like monkey shit. But then I like, <laughs> I I realize I'm just like hanging out with orangutans all day. It's cool. So I'm like that sounds rad. That that is pretty cool. But he has this podcast called The Amateur Animal Psychic, which is a improv thing where it's like a a, a pet call in show. Like you call in if you're having problems with your pet. And I was on episode four called Catch It Man. And the description is Ian Fraser's cat. By the way, Ian Fraser is the only name I could come up with for my character because uh, next to my computer, I have a pop figure of Lemmy from Motorhead, and his real name is Ian Fraser Kilmeister. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Ian Fraser's cat, Dennis, real name Dennis, has been right. hanging out with a new crowd, and his family has grown concerned. It should say her family, but I'm going to let it slide. 
Uh, can Casey work a miracle and bring this family back together? Uh, just a, a little bit of a tidbit for the episode, not spoil too much. Uh, Dennis is a juggalo. And I'm, a, <laughs> I'm the worried parent of a juggalo. And it, it was a lot, a lot of fun to do. And I, I haven't listened to it yet because I don't know if I can listen to my own voice do improv. Right. But I, I think it's worth a listen because it was fucking fun to do. That's awesome. And like there's an initial call in and then the second half is a follow up about how things have changed. And that's all I'll say. Uh, that is on iTunes. I forget if it's on like Stitcher or something, but uh, Facebook as well. Animal Amateur Animal Psychic. Hosted by Casey Glendinder, aka Mikey Bubonic. I love it. Yeah, it's so, so good. <laughs> uh, so that is our show for this time frame. I'm tem- <laughs> I'm tempted to say week, but it's not. It hasn't been a week since like year one, but whatever. It, yeah. Busy. What did we even talk about? Did we actually have things to talk about when we did it that often? <laughs> we did episodes that were under a half hour when we first started. Uh, we had a handful oh, of those. Right. Like we had shorter episodes, but yeah, we did it weekly, and there was a video portion. That's true. Yeah, good times. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to episode sixty-eight of Boring Blah 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 Blah. You can uh, email us at <laughs> blipcast at gmail dot com. Facebook uh, blipcast. Same with Twitter. Uh, I'm at Overcore. She's at Lady Laumies. I don't tweet much, but I feel like I should do some more. Uh, I I feel the same, but I have nothing to tweet. I mostly just retweet people being upset about the current administration. So <laughs> if you want that, follow me. Yeah, I get like half a thought at like a show and I, I tweet it and I get one little thumbs up for it. So, hey, look, <laughs> Lady Laumi's like to tweet from Dan Herrera. Yeah. And I don't like how it gives you notifications about what other people are doing, whether you want that or not. Like, I know, right? Like, it's nice that you you're don't even interact with. <laughs> like, it's nice that you're up to stuff. But I don't need to know what Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips is tweeting after not tweeting for a while. Yeah, or exactly. Who this guy who's liking a tweet from a friend of mine? Yeah. Anyway, it's take, weird. take that Twitter. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh... Bye. <laughs> Bet on Dan. <laughs> Are you betting on Katie just to be? Uh... Yeah, just to make Opposite. it interesting. Okay, I mean, great. Like... <laughs> what are we betting? What's the what are the stakes? Uh, 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 the person in charge of setting up the next blipcast. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever loses, I guess, has to do that. Okay, well, door just shut about five minutes ago for Katie, so go. Okay. Oh, Dan. Yeah, he's probably gonna win. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess shall we? Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, I do want to see one thing before we go, because in my notes, I have a question mark next to the episode number. <laughs> a Catbox Production.